Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from rainy, lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where rainy season is in full force, and it has rained every day this week, and we are in a time of great green here in Costa Rica, where the rainforest gets greener and the backyard gets greener, the garden gets greener, because the rain just makes everything explode with flowers and plants and green and leaves and just incredible beauty. So we are in a very sensual time because it's very nature oriented and nature's just alive and well. And we are in the tourist season. And Taurus is all about sensuality. And yesterday we had our very sensual eclipse in Taurus. And that was the sun and the moon coming together in a new moon in Taurus, the solar eclipse. And the solar eclipse was with Uranus, which is not necessarily a sensual energy in and of itself. It's a little electric. And so the sun will come to Uranus. We're not finished with the sun and Uranus, the sun and the moon came together to about 10 degrees of Taurus and Uranus is at 14. And so we don't really get the sun Uranus conjunction until this Thursday, the fifth Cinco de Mayo. And we do though feel that incredible sensual energy. And, and certainly here in Costa Rica, when it's rainy and it's, it's, it is a delicious aroma in the air when the ground is hit by the rain and the flowers and everything are just exploding. It's just, it's really beautiful. So we welcome the rain and we welcome the sensuality of this time of year. And everywhere there is a certain level of sensuality. If you live in the Southern hemisphere, you're in the autumn and it's not winter yet and you start to really experience that beauty of, you know, leaves falling and, and all the lovely things that come with autumn. And if you're in the the Northern hemisphere, well, of course you are experiencing spring. So, and the lusty month of May, as they say in Camelot. So for sure, Taurus is a Venusian, Venusian season and Venus is still in Pisces, but she's getting ready to leave. So here we are with Venus at 29 Pisces, which is the degree of surrender and the degree of atonement. It is the last degree of the Zodiac. And so Venus has reached that point. And it's important because Jupiter will come back to this point later this year when Jupiter goes retrograde and goes backwards into Pisces. It will come to 28 and 29 degrees. And so this is pay attention to what's going on right now, because these are these are important moments. Planets will come back to this place. And just in the last week, as you know, as I spoke of last week, Venus met with Neptune and then met with Jupiter yesterday during the eclipse. So the ruler of the eclipse is Venus and it met with Jupiter. So this was generally, I think, a pretty positive experience. I didn't hear of any catastrophes. I did hear a lot of high energy stuff that happened this week. There were lots of emotions flying around and it was a really busy week. I mean, eclipses do bring a lot of energy to the table. And as I've said before, they bring emotions to the table. And so people were feeling emotional this week, but also just really busy. And I was very busy. As I was healing from my cold, I was very busy and 
I, you know, I had lots to do. So it was, it was good. It was very positive. It was, and I felt energies shift. And this is what we do want to feel during an eclipse. We want, especially like a new moon at the North Node and the, the moon is ruled by Venus. This is a really positive experience. This is about as positive as an eclipse is going to get because it is about moving forward and it is about shifting energies in a, the right direction to open our lives. So it's been, you know, we've been through some healing stuff in the last week um, as Venus came to Neptune and then Venus came to Jupiter. I think there was a lot of healing for us emotionally as well as, you know, releasing, releasing some old things that we didn't feel were necessary anymore. And, you know, Venus and Neptune is, and Venus and Jupiter are really about opening your heart, especially in the sign of Pisces. And this is a very beautiful time to open your heart. But remember, when you open your heart, you are vulnerable for sure. And when you start to expand the field of your heart, you start to look at things in a very different light. Like you, you are open. If the people in your life can't meet you where your heart is open, then that's when, you know, don't close your heart. Don't close your heart. Keep opening your heart. Challenge them to meet you there. Hopefully they can. If they can't, then you just keep going and you keep going forward with your life and you keep opening your heart. You don't allow yourself to, well, you know, I have to, I, I want to stay with this situation. So I don't feel like I should keep like expanding so much. No, it's good to expand because everyone, we're all supposed to expand. We're all supposed to open our hearts. We're all supposed to embrace love and embrace the, the wonderfulness of what it feels like to open your heart and, and, and embrace people coming in. So in the meantime, uh, we still have this Venus at the end of Pisces asking us to surrender, asking us to open our hearts. And then Venus will enter Aries tomorrow at 12, 10 p.m. Eastern time. She'll go into the sign of the beginning of the zodiac. She will enter the zero degrees Aries world axis. And so there may be some very famous relationships we hear about in the news and stuff because zero degrees is the world axis. And it's weird, like people who are typically in the news and typically on, you know, in Hollywood or something, we may, we may hear about some stories in that, in that department. And it's, it's fine. Um, Venus goes into Aries and she'll stay there for several weeks and it's not her favorite sign, but you know, it is a very active, uh, forthright kind of energy. So Venus is going to move into fire. And so we'll have some fire in the sky because we don't have a lot of fire in the sky, except for Chiron and Aries. Everything's in water. Everything's been in Earth. We still have, as I speak, four planets in Pisces. So this is a very um, interesting time we've been through where, like, again, we missed some fire energy. And fire is what motivates us. Fire is what gets us to go forward. So Venus is going to go into Aries. And then eventually Jupiter is going to go into Aries because Jupiter is at 28 degrees of Pisces right now. So Jupiter will come to that place where it's, you know, in the 
in that zone of surrender and atonement and Jupiter there is saying it's all going to be okay at the end of the day, you know, Jupiter going into those last degrees of the Zodiac is saying, don't worry, let go, take the leap, go ahead, do it. Jupiter will come back here, as I mentioned, um, Jupiter will come back here later in the year when it, re when it retrogrades into Pisces again after it takes a, a bit of a tour through Aries. And we're, so we will have some fire for a while. And when Jupiter goes into Aries on the 10th of May, which is not so far away, you know, today's the first, um, this is going to bring us months of steady fire energy. And Jupiter is a big exuberant energy. And going into Aries is, you know, it's a big thing for, for Jupiter. It's like bigness and openness and, and uh, what do I want to do? How do I want to expand? Where do I want to be motivated? And where do I want to take action? So, and Jupiter helps us take action there. But in the meantime, Venus will go into Aries tomorrow and um, the sun will meet Uranus on Thursday. So we have lots of sparkly energy this week, lots of sparkly energy. And Jupiter is going to sextile Pluto on Tuesday, which is interesting because if you remember 2020, Jupiter and Pluto sat together for most of the year. And that was that infamous conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto. And part of that was, you know, positive for those of us who chose to go within and connect with new talents and creativity and places where we needed to expand our awareness and our sense of transformation. And it was also part of the whole COVID drama. But, you know, there's always light and there's always dark. Now we're going to see Jupiter sextile Pluto in a very positive, smooth, flowing aspect. And I think what this begs to ask us, and this is going to be 6.33 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday the 3rd, this begs to ask us, what are we experiencing now that we've moved past that place from two years ago? What have you experienced in the last two years? Where is Jupiter expanding your life? And where did you learn lessons back then and kind of go within and do the healing work and put the light on in the closet? Remember, like I said back then, and where are they leading you now? Where is this experience now for you? And how are Jupiter and Pluto working together to serve you better in this moment? Now, other worlds. Remember, Pluto went retrograde just the other day on Friday. And Pluto has changed direction and is starting its backwards motion, which it will remain until October. And remember what I said last week, we had Pluto going retrograde at an eclipse. So they are, they are interconnected. Pluto and the eclipse are not separate. They are happening simultaneously. And the Venus Jupiter was happening at the same time as the eclipse. And all of this energy concerns itself with the eclipse. So as we move forward in these days and weeks and months ahead, and then, you know, there's another eclipse on the 16th of May, this first eclipse is very, very powerful. And finally, when that sun comes to Uranus on Thursday, we're going to get another layer of this eclipse coming forward. You know, the moon moved over Uranus yesterday during like after the eclipse, you know, with eight hours later or so it moved over Uranus. And so Pluto's shift in direction 
is leading us into this eclipse and what we are going to be looking at over these next months. And we have to stay, you know, connected to self and soul and depth and connection to where we are going in our own personal underworld in these next few months. And then when Pluto goes direct in October, it's around eclipse season again. So Pluto this year is inherently connected to the eclipses. So these are highly transformational periods. These are times for us to do deep inner work and deeply connect with a sense of you know, healing and clearing and clearing old emotions, the clearing the cobwebs, clearing the closets, clearing everything, release, release, release. This is, this is really a, 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 an incredible experience that Pluto will touch the eclipses and then touch them again later this year. Now, this is a North Node eclipse. So it wasn't about throwing things out so much as the south node eclipse that's going to happen in a couple weeks. That's more of, you know, we start we start the process. What do you want that's new in your life? New moon. What what new things came? I had a big shift this week, I know. And I hope the rest of you did too. Energies were really in a place to shift in these last few days. And it was just so profound and powerful that it's just, we are all in a different place. We may not recognize where we are just yet, but it was really important to recognize that there have been shifts and changes. I feel them. I'm sure you do too, but I'm particularly sensitive. You know, I tune into these things. So where in your life have you felt the big shift in the last few days? What part of your life has opened the door to more healing and more recognition and realizations? Um, there, there are some really powerful energies at work in these last few days. And you can't deny where we've been, you know. Um, there was it, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, which still is, you know, pretty connected because they're only like three and a half, four degrees apart. This is, this is a, a famous point now, okay? And I want to talk about famous points because... They are really important in astrology. So we use them all the time. And this is one of the benefits of paying close attention to where the planets are going. Now, remember that Jupiter and Neptune met at 23 to 24 degrees of Pisces. That is now a famous point. It's famous because Jupiter and Neptune only meet once every 12 years just on their own. Okay, just in any event, they're going to meet every 12 to 13 years. But... Jupiter and Neptune met at 2324 Pisces, okay? And that is now the point in the zodiac that is very important. So when things hover around there, if Mercury we were to station there, if a planet tends to station there, and or if we have, say, another planetary thing like an eclipse there or something, it's going to trigger the memories of what these last few weeks have been for us in the world and for us in our personal lives. Any time, and now we have 10 degrees of Taurus, any time 10 degrees of Taurus gets triggered, whether it's in your own personal chart, whether it's in your progressions, whether it's in the world at large, a chart that like, you know, there's another, there's another station of a planet or something at 10 Taurus, um, 
that's really important. That is now a famous point as well. When things, when points keep getting touched, even if it's years later, like for example, last week I was talking about that Saturn right now at 23, 24 Aquarius is where Jupiter and Neptune met up 12 years ago at the end, like at the end of 2009. Okay. A little over 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago. So Jupiter and Neptune, even though they met there, you might've said then, okay, at that time, whatever was going on for you, whatever was going on at the end of 2009 for you, but now Saturn is at that place. So whatever was going on, Saturn is saying, okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. We have been through that, that lesson was big. What happened 2009, early 2010, whatever was going on, now Saturn's bringing that to a close, okay? And, and then I mentioned also last week that Jupiter and Neptune, the time before that in 1997, 12 years prior, they met at 22 Capricorn. Now, that was years ago. <laughs> 
I hope for you that you had some really good realizations this week. I hope you had some really positive experiences. Now, Uranus is busy. Uranus and the sun will meet. and But on Wednesday, Mars will sextile Uranus. So Mars is talking to Uranus because it's at a point now. It's in Pisces. It's at 12 right now as I'm speaking, but it will reach that 14 degrees on Wednesday. And it will talk to Uranus as well as the sun talking to Uranus. So Uranus, is, Uranus has a lot of conversations happening. And so that's positive. That's like, you know, breakthrough energy. We like that. Um, since the sun is talking to Uranus, Mars is talking to Uranus, the sun and Mars are going to talk to each other next Saturday, the 7th, in a sextile, which is a very smooth aspect. So Mars and Uranus are going to have a conversation. The sun and Uranus are going to have a conversation. And then by Saturday, the sun and Mars are having a conversation of their own that will probably have something to do with Uranus. So this is, this is a continuing story. This is a continuing story from the eclipse, okay? And Mercury is now in one of its favorite signs. It's in Gemini. And Mercury likes to be in Gemini. It's the ruler of Gemini. It went in on Friday at 6.23 p.m. Eastern Time. It's now in Gemini. And it's getting ready to get slow and go retrograde. And it will go retrograde on the 10th of May when we have that Jupiter entering Aries. So there's a lot of shifts coming, not this week, but the following week as well. So we've got lots of energy happening in May, lots of shifts, lots of changes. Mercury's going to get to a certain degree, about four degrees of Gemini, and then turn around. And this 28 degrees is going to keep coming back to us because that's where Jupiter is now. Jupiter's at 28 of Pisces. Pluto is at 28 of Capricorn. Mercury made a trine, a very pleasant, lovely flowing aspect the other day when it was at 28 degrees of Taurus. And so Mercury talked very nicely to Pluto all in Earth. And then Mercury is going to go back to 28 degrees of Taurus, make that same aspect to Pluto, go back further to 26 Taurus, and then when it turns direct at 26 Taurus, it will make that trine to Pluto again as it passes 28 again. So three times Mercury will make a very smooth, lovely aspect to Pluto. And that means... Mercury and Pluto are having an extended conversation that they've had since last week, and they are having a conversation that involves um, transformation. And what about this transformation? What about this is connected? So now Mercury was talking to Pluto. Mercury was in Taurus talking to Pluto, and Jupiter was in the middle talking to both of them. So this is very interesting. There's a dynamic, there's a flow, it's smooth energy. It allowed for transformation to occur. I would say we had a lot of positive flowing energy that allowed the eclipse to bring changes and shifts to us that were going to be for our highest. Okay. So these are all connected. This 28 degrees is very important. 28 Capricorn, 28 Pisces, 28 Taurus. They're all in good flowing aspect to one another. And remember, Mercury's coming back to 28. Jupiter is going to come back to 28. Venus went over 28 in these last days because it met with Jupiter and Neptune. It, well, first Neptune, but then it went to 28 when it was coming with, with 
Jupiter yesterday. So this is all very interesting. 28 degrees is a very powerful point. It's the end of something and the beginning of something new. So Mercury is starting up some new cycles and coming back to talk to us about where these cycles are taking us and reminding us that we're in a new cycle. So whatever we experienced while Mercury was trining Pluto on Thursday is positive and taking us to the next level of the conversation at, you know, in, in late May, early June, as Mercury comes back and has this conversation with Pluto two more times. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. And later today, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking to you now and the moon is at 24 Taurus. And that means in about eight hours from now, which is going to be in the middle of the night here, the moon is going to have that same conversation with Pluto that Mercury had. So we're, we're rehashing some new things. Keep the flow moving. If you had some positive shifts in your energy and you had some realizations and recognitions, this was a great week to do that. And then you have this incredible bunch of energy and information, Mercury's information, that presented you with, you know, a, a place of transformation. So what did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? What realizations did you have? What connections do all of these planets have to you? What is that 28 degrees about for you? What are you ending? What are you beginning? What have you healed and shifted in the last week that is so positive and has allowed you to move forward in a very positive way? Very important. Um, and, you know, we are going to be, now we've got one planet retrograde. You know, Pluto is retrograde. The retrograde season is beginning. Eventually, other things are going to retrograde. Like I said, Mercury will be going soon. And in the meantime, Mercury and Gemini and Venus and Aries are going to speak on Thursday as the Sun and Uranus are speaking. So there's lots of, there's not like harsh energies this week. I think that's pretty good. I think we're moving into some good stuff right now. So let's enjoy this because once we start to get into that second eclipse on, you know, 15th, 16th, depending on where you are, um, it can be, it can be really like, we've got some more tensions coming up then. Mars is going to be with Neptune. That's always a little bit of a strange energy. Like there's maybe something um, subtle going on or something maybe a little behind the scenes going on. So we want to look at those things. Um, but that's not just yet. We're, we're looking at the, the positive energies still flowing from this past week. So we want to be in the mood. We want to be in this positive energy vibe that we've experienced we want to keep opening the door. The doors are ready to keep opening for us. So if you're moving energy and you're realizing things and you're having epiphanies, fantastic. Allow those epiphanies to continue in this next week as we still connect with Uranus, as Venus gets electric with Mercury and as Mars and Uranus meet and as the sun and Mars meet. This is really optimistic and positive. So keep moving forward. We have a lot of energy that's positive and moving forward this week. And 
you want to stay close to yourself and recognize where you've had some transformation and where that transformation continues to open and present you with new things. So it is a great time to clear out the old. It is a great time to clean closets, clean house, clean energies. And, you know, eclipses, like I said, bring things to the table. We're still in the eclipse period. We are still reverberating from eclipse energy. There was some frenetic energy this week. It's Eclipses are high level and they do ask us to kind of keep up with them. But there are moments when we have to stop. We have to stop, we have to remain grounded, and we have to get clear. We can't get carried away with eclipse energy, okay? We can't just get crazy carried away and just keep getting, you know, run, in, run into a brick wall with ourselves because if you keep getting frenetic and you don't stay grounded, you're going to slam into something, you know? You're going to have an accident and you just, you want energy to be calm and focused. You can use this electric energy to transform your life, but you want to remain grounded. Okay. Now we haven't had any fire and then we're going to start getting fire tomorrow when Venus goes into Aries. And, but the, the thing is we are still in Taurus season. So we need to remain grounded while we allow ourselves to transform, have one foot on the earth, one foot in this, you know, socket of electricity we've got going on. But remain focused that we don't lose our lose our head in the process and i always say this around eclipses and i said this last week watch your temper watch where you're going you know i've seen some frenetic energy this week get people into a little bit of you know a vibe and it was too much for them so you you just have to keep um moving and shifting and growing but with your feet on the ground Okay. And that's, what's so important about this. So we're allow the flow, allow the flow of really good stuff to continue. Keep your head on straight. When sun gets to Uranus on Thursday, we want to make sure that we're not losing our temper. Okay. Especially when Venus goes into fire, it's like, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're, still grounded. We're still in Taurus. It's important to put our feet on the earth. And if you haven't been able to do that, if you haven't been able to put your feet on the earth and feel the vibes of the earth, then please do that. Go out and do that where you can. And hopefully where it is, it's not too cold where you are, where you can finally just go out and feel the warmth of the sun and connect with the rays of the sun. It's important the sun is important during an eclipse. The energy is still high. Eclipse energy stays with us for a little while, okay? So allow the energy to bathe you in sunlight and not, you not be frenetic in the process, okay? And that's about it. That was a quick half hour. Um, let's just look at where the moon is. The moon is now in Taurus. It will go into Gemini tomorrow morning at 6.47 a.m. after about a half hour void moon, a little more than a half an hour of a void moon. So it stays in Gemini with Mercury, um, which it will meet with Mercury at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. And the moon um, will stay there and then go void in Gemini when it squares Jupiter on Wednesday the 4th at 4.37 p.m. and just be void for about two and a half hours till it goes into Cancer at 7.05 p.m. Then it will go into Cancer, 
stay in Cancer Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and then go void on Saturday, trining Jupiter this time because Jupiter is still in Pisces at 6.26 a.m. and stay void um, just for an hour and a half maybe at 7.50 a.m. when it goes into Leo. And then it'll be in Leo for the rest of the weekend. So Leo's always a good sign to celebrate. And so celebrate this week. Celebrate where you've been. Celebrate your changes. Celebrate your shifts and your realizations. And keep your feet on the ground and just keep opening the door, saying yes, opening the door to the positive flow. Thank you for listening. This has been the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride. If you'd like a session with me, go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and you can book a Reiki session, you can book an emotional clearing session, you can book an astrology session. And if you'd like to stay connected to what the astrology is doing this week, day by day, just go to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. And if you want to hear more about the week ahead, Stay tuned to my podcast, The Golden Astrologer. And I thank you all for listening. Thank you for being there. Gratitude to all and love. Have a beautiful week.